Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. Hello and welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. I am Janine Bolin and today I have Rachel West with me who is not only an author and has a book that describes her journey in it, but she is also a professional growth coach and she is a certified trainer, breakthrough expert, speaker, best-selling author and founder of Empowering Growth. She's a certified master neuro-linguistic programmer and a master time line therapy practitioner. She volunteers at Safe House in Las Vegas and is a certified domestic violence victims advocate. Rachel is passionate about helping individuals ready to transform themselves, to transform their life by helping identify those things, you know, all those little things that hold us back in the areas of your life where you struggle the most, right? Uh, We all know we are our own worst enemy, but sometimes it takes a moderator like Rachel to help us see what is keeping us held back help broaden our perspective and help understand firsthand, you know, what we're trying to release as far as that negative mental, emotional, and behavioral programming. She not only can help you feel, hear, and see new possibilities for yourself, but she can also give you an assistance with the new mindset. And this is one of the things I love most, a new set of tools for your toolbox to help you get the results that you want at a higher level. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you and I have been trying to get together here for a couple of months. And so I'm so grateful that you had time to do that. So just real quick, so that we're all on the same page. NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, is something that's been around for quite some time, but not everybody knows about it. So do you mind talking to us a little bit about what that is and what is timeline therapy? If you could kind of help define that a bit for us. Of course, I can So NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, it's basically a deeper study of psychology. It's the science of how your brain processes information through your five senses. It's the scientific study of how you communicate with yourself and with others. And it's the scientific study of your internal program. So that's your behaviors, your beliefs, your habits, your patterns, your perceptions in life. And timeline therapy goes hand in hand with NLP. It's a holistic technique. It's used um, at an unconscious level, working with your unconscious mind. And it's the use of imagination. And I explain it kind of like your brain is a filing cabinet. It has all the memories stored in there from the time that it's formed in the womb. It starts storing all of your brain files or your brain memories. And what the timeline therapy allows you to do is to kind of dig through those files or those brain memories and pull out the memory that you want to work on. Sometimes you've forgotten about it. Sometimes you just don't know that it's there. um, And it could be holding you back 
It could be a traumatic situation that you wanted to forget about, um, some emotions that you need to deal with. So um, it's working through all of that. And it's a really cool technique. Well, so with talking with NLP and timeline therapy, one of the metaphors that I, I've heard used, and I absolutely love it because of my own understandings with some of the work I do, um, is that the conscious mind is like an ant. It has the power of an, of an ant. So if you get enough thoughts together, if you get a whole colony, if you will, you, you can move mountains with your conscious mind. But it takes a lot of thoughts <laughs> to do that, whereas the subconscious is an elephant. It, it, it's huge. And if you can get that turned in the right direction, if you can get your elephant, it's like it'll obliterate your colony of ants. So anything you think you can do with your conscious mind, man, your subconscious has it on steroids. So is that something that you can kind of run with and explain a little bit about the power that you've seen in your own uh, life and your clients? Yeah. So um, I say the, the conscious mind runs 10% of our life. It really thinks it runs all of it. And our unconscious runs 90%. Um, things that we've forgotten about, the things that we don't think about, the things that we don't know about. And so working with NLP, your unconscious mind, your conscious mind, and helping people discover what they don't know, they don't know. We, we grow up and we tell ourselves the story, the story that we've created based off of how we were raised based off of the beliefs that we have, based off of the labels that we have accepted. Um, we go through life living this story that we've made up. And so our conscious mind believes this story. It's like, yeah, you're on the right track. You, you got it. Your unconscious mind, however, knows that it's not the truth. It's not the right story. It knows that you've made it up and that you're lying to yourself. The number one person we lie to the most is ourselves. So it's really working with people to bring that awareness. The first step is identifying those thoughts that you have in your mind every single day. What is it that you're telling yourself? And, and becoming aware of that. Before I learned about NLP, I had no idea of the story that was running in my head. Um, I didn't even know unconscious versus conscious. Like I didn't even know that existed, that I was telling myself things that weren't true um, based off of beliefs and labels that I had. Um, so it's really just helping people become aware that it exists, that it's there, and then practicing learning, listening, and identifying when you have those thoughts and switching them. It's like reprogramming your mind to a new story. So one of the things that you were chatting with me about before we got on the show was just talking about how people, like you said, you didn't know about the story that you were telling yourself that really wasn't even true. Kind of living life by default is what some people, you know, you're on default settings. And like you said, you know, the subconscious mind is running 90% of the show and you don't even know it. You don't even know why you're being triggered. You don't know why you act out the way you do. So tell us a little bit about your story as you learned about your own self-sabotage. I mean, you don't have to get uh, personal or anything, but just things 
that, you know, are going to affect an entrepreneur. And that's why we're on the show is because as business owners, you can't be a business owner and hang on to your old story. It just won't work. You, you are required by the very nature of the fact that you are a business owner to deal with your incorrect assumptions. So help us out, Rachel. We need backup. Yes. So I was living my life the norm, the story that I was told that you do. So that's you go to high school, you graduate from or high school, you go to college. Well, when that happened, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. You, you go to college, you pick a, a career. This is going to be your life. So make sure you pick the one you want. And how do you know at 18 years old what, what you want to do? Well, I had no idea. And I felt like I had to go anyway because I didn't want to be a disappointment to my family if I didn't go to college. But at that time, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I just went anyway to get my gen ed. I'm like, I'll just go and get my gen eds done and I'll figure it out along the way. Well, what I found because I didn't have that end goal in mind, or I didn't have even an idea of what it was that I would, was there studying for, I ended up not going to class, not doing homework. I would, you know, rather be with my friends, do something else. And I now know it's because I didn't have that goal. It's so important to have that end goal in mind. If you don't know what you're shooting for, your brain's like, I don't know how to get there. I don't know what I'm aiming for. So it's really important that you have that goal in mind and that you've broken it down into steps in, in implementing those steps. And so back to college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was just going to go. So I ended up dropping out because I wasn't doing well. I didn't want to be there anyway. Um, and so I'm working two jobs, one full-time job, one part-time job doing the norm. And one day I'm driving home. I'm probably about 21, 22 years old. And it just kind of like smacks me in the face. I'm like driving home, um, thinking and I'm like, man, this life kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, I don't want to work two minimum wage jobs for the rest of my life. This is not working out for me. It's not going to be the life that I want. So then I was like, okay, let's focus. What is it that I'm good at? What do I want to do? What do I want to be? And so I decided on graphic design. So I got back, yeah, back enrolled in college. I made a commitment to myself this time. Hey, I'm going to, you know, do my best. I'm going to make honors. I'm going to get straight A's. You know, I made this commitment that I was in it this time. And now I have this end goal. So I was able to reach it. I made honors every quarter. I did my best because I had that end goal in mind that I didn't have the first time. So I'm just going to cut in here and say congratulations, by the way, as a person who was a C student because I was working three jobs and trying to put myself through school. Anybody who says, oh, yeah, and I made it to honors. I'm like, bravo. Yeah, I just I just that had to be said. OK, keep going. What else? happened? <laughs> Thank you. So then, you know, I kept going with the norm. So after you graduate from college, you have your degree, what do you do? You get a job and you start your career. You start working up the corporate ladder as the norm. So that's what I did. I got an internship, doing design work. Um, I was in Chicago at this time. 
uh, decided to make a move to Las Vegas, um, started applying for jobs, was getting all of these interviews. Everybody seemed to like me. They liked my resume. And then I always got that same answer from everyone. Oh, well, we really liked you. And we're going to go with someone who has more experience than you do. I'm like eight months out of college, just have this internship. And I'm thinking, how can I get this experience you're looking for if nobody's willing to give me a shot? And I was really frustrated at this time. I was working at a coffee shop and I met a girl there. She was working there and she was also a graphic designer. And she jokingly said one day, hey, we should start our own graphic design business. And I was like, Yes, we should. So I took her serious. And so we we formed um, a graphic design agency. And I was, you know, at that point, I was so frustrated. Like, if nobody else is going to hire me, I'll jump into entrepreneurship. I'll start my own business and I'll hire my own self and I'll figure it out along the way. And that's exactly what I did. And so I was doing all the things, you know, as I was learning as a business and brand new business owner, I was doing the networking and meeting people and having conversations and doing the social media and all the things that you do as a business owner. And four years into it, I realized it's not going how I want it to go. For some reason, I have this grand vision of what I want it to be. and, And it's not getting there. Why is it not getting there? I'm doing the stuff. Then I stumbled into NLP. Um, my business partner said, Hey, there's this boot camp in town. You got to go check it out, see what it is. And so that's what I did. She was my business partner. I trusted her and no idea what it was. I went. And from that moment, it, it seriously changed my life. I, I discovered the brief six hour boot camp of what, what it was. And I was like, yes, this, I want, I want this, what, whatever this is, I want it. Um, so I started studying it for, for the design business. I want to, I want to learn all the different ways that people communicate so that I can craft their marketing message to reach more people by speaking into their language. And I started my NLP journey and personal development and discovered that I no longer wanted to have the agency. And part of that was I had been sabotaging it that whole time, that four years. I thought it was my life. I thought that that's what I was going to do. I was going to grow it and, and become successful in that business. And like I said, I was doing all the things. And, and for some reason, it just wasn't taking off how I wanted it to. And I discovered, I had that aha that I had been sabotaging it. It really wasn't what I wanted to be doing. It really wasn't the path I was supposed to be on. It was for the moment. It was, it was supposed to be to lead me to NLP, to lead me to my next chapter in life, I'll say. Um, so it was really easy to transition after learning the tools, the modalities to, to becoming a personal growth coach and, and releasing the design agency. You know, when you have that aha light bulb moment that you're sabotaging it because it really isn't aligned with you, it was something you were just going through the motions and doing because 
that's what my program was. That's what you do in life. You go to high school, you graduate, you start your career and you climb the corporate ladder or start your entrepreneur journey. And that's what I was doing. And it wasn't aligned. It's fascinating to me how many entrepreneurs and solopreneurs I get to talk to. And as much as the circumstances of why they got into business or the circumstances that got them to where they are today are very diverse. They come from different walks of life, very diverse people. At the same time, the journey, though, is the same. It's almost like uh, Joseph Campbell's journey of uh, the hero of a thousand faces. You know, it's just there is this pattern that you see over and over. It's like, why am I? working my butt off to try to fit into that square hole when I am a round peg. <laughs> I know I'm not going to be happy with it, but I'm going after it because it's the safe thing. It's the sure thing. And then we're seen as rebels or we're seen as incredibly courageous because we're going out and doing this the stuff on our own taking a lot of risks we don't know if it's going to work out but yet at the same time it's like isn't life kind of like that anyway and so what are some if you don't mind let's talk to the younger uh solopreneurs that listen to this podcast we have people that have contacted me that are 16 through ages 24 that listen what are some lessons that you've learned along the way that you're like, oh my gosh, if I had known this earlier, you know, I would have made different choices. So do you care to share some of that for us? Yeah. So some things I've learned along the way. So kind of, I mentioned it a little bit is the number one person we lie to the most is ourselves. So really become aware of the story that you're telling yourself and the thoughts that you're having. That's so important to your journey and the outcome of your journey. If you have that negative voice constantly in your head telling you you're not worthy, these are the things that I would have been telling myself back then. Um, I'm, I don't matter who wants to, who wants to hear from me, you know, why, why do I matter? Um, there's people doing it this so much longer than I have been. Um, who's going to listen to me? You know, and something that I always say, because it really resonated with me, an expert is someone who is one step ahead of the people they're teaching or working with. And that's so powerful because we, we live in a society where where we're always comparing ourselves to other people. And if you can remember that you are an expert as you are right now, even though you're on your journey and you're growing and evolving over time, right now, you're still an expert. You still know more than the people who you want to work with. So that was huge for me. Oh, and can I, forgive me, I'm going to jump in just real fast because, because you ding something. And that is, I used to read a lot of science fiction in the 1970s, 1980s, and Frank Herbert had a line in one of his books and it said, a great teacher only needs to be a chapter ahead of his students. And so it, I don't care where that comes from. You know, I, I, I don't argue those sorts of things, but I love it when I see patterns of those thoughts going on, which is true. You're an expert because you're further ahead than the people you're going to serve. Moving on, next step. So please take it away, Rachel. Yeah. 
so then another really big eye-opening thing that I have learned is, and this may not be a business um, statement, it's more a personal statement, is that people do the best they can with the tools they have. When I learned that statement, again, it was just like eye-opening. It, it allowed me to accept people for where they're at. It gave me a better understanding for every person I come in contact with. No matter what they say or what they think or where they're at in life, they're doing the best they can. So to me, that's helpful um, from a, a client standpoint in understanding the people who come to you to work with you, meet them where they're at. They're doing the best they can with what they know right now. And that was huge for me. That's a big element of compassion. Uh, it, it's not being sympathetic where it's almost superficial, you know, oh, you know, uh, you, you say a lot of platitudes or something, and yet it's not empathetic where your empathy can actually get you in trouble as a coach, where you're you're actually resonating at the same emotional state as the people you're serving. And that that's not really good either. But compassion rises above both of those things. And it allows you to stay in a in a very high frequency of your knowledge base while at the same time communicating uh, care and concern for the people who you're, you're serving. So compassion is huge and it isn't just for the spiritualists. I like to tell people it's very important for a coach such as yourself <laughs> to have compassion for your fellow humans. Okay. What's the third one? You're, you're walking us through this beautiful path here. Okay. Focus on what it is that you want as opposed to what it is that you don't want. So many people go through life saying all the things that they don't want. What do you want um, in life? Focus on that. When you, it, it's like the law of the attraction or the every, every negative has to have a positive. So most people, when you ask them what they want, they'll tell you what they don't want. I don't want to have a failed business. I don't want this. I don't want that. Okay, well, if you don't want all of those things, what do you want? We forget to focus on what we do want. So that's another thing that was huge for me in realizing and understanding is that I was focusing on that. I was that person that always said, I don't know. I don't know what I want. Or I know I don't want that. What do you want for dinner? I don't want this. I don't want that. You know, the simple question, you say all the things that you don't want, but you never say what you do want. So that would, that's a huge thing to know um, as a young entrepreneur is to take the time to focus on the things that you want. 
That's brilliant because I have a vision board workshop that I do once a year. And then throughout the rest of the year, I talk to people about, okay, so how you doing? For, we're four months into the year. What's happening? How are you doing? And I have a lot of people that resist me. I don't need a vision board. I have it all in my head. To which I start laughing, going, you need something in three-dimensional space-time to help remind you uh, that is your your desire or your dream because you can get so wrapped up in the day-to-day -day life you forget you forget and you then you start seeing all the things you don't want like you were saying and you forget to focus on what you do want so for me a vision board is very helpful do you have a uh, little gimmicks or tricks uh, gimmicks is sometimes seen as a negative word not for me but uh, do you have tools that you use to keep you in that remembrance because as a solopreneur we have 50 different things hitting us at any one time with our business so what how do you stay in your harmonic resonance mm -hmm. um so right behind my computer desk where i work i have a bulletin board and on the bulletin board, I have a big sign and it says reframe. And so every day I see that sign that says reframe. So that's my reminder to focus on what it is that I want. When I'm starting to think negative things, when I'm starting to think about the things that I don't want, I see that sign. Reframe that. What do I want? What is the positive to what I just thought about. Um, and so that's huge. You know, it, people, uh, some people use like post-its, like write it somewhere where you see it all the time. This is my big gigantic post-it. Put it right behind my desk. I see it every day I'm in my office every day. And it's this giant sign that just says reframe. And it's my reminder to focus on what it is that I want. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for that. So, Rachel, you help people all the time. So, tell us about what you do for people to help them over their things. What are the what are the things you enjoy most about what you do now since that whole graphic design thing is not what you wanted to be? <laughs> yeah. So, I focus on mindset, mental health, and I specialize in addiction. So, I help people discover the root cause as to What's holding you back and preventing you from moving forward in those areas that you're struggling with, whether that's through an addiction, through depression, anxiety, stress, that's really big right now in these times, um, that negative self-talk, that self-sabotaging, I'm helping you discover the root. Where does it stem from? What are you avoiding or suppressing, ignoring, putting a Band-Aid on top of, and not dealing with. So I help you work through the emotions and heal internally and discover the root so that you can move forward and no longer um, have that thing holding you back. So would it be correct to say that the type of person that you're looking for is somebody who feels overwhelmed, like there's too much on their plate and not enough time, uh, somebody that's doing emotional eating, like they're so frustrated by everything that's going on, they just eat. Um, and then you also had uh, domestic violence that uh, you're an advocate. So if you don't mind kind of chatting about those three areas of how you can serve uh, communities. Yeah. So I, yes, I help people who are struggling in specific areas. 
who are feeling overwhelmed. Addiction could be turning to food. Um, my belief is addiction, whatever your choice of uh, outlet is, whether that's alcohol or food or, or gambling or shopping, workaholic, all of those things are the outlet. The problem is the root. So using the timeline to dig through those files, those brain memories, and discovering where it, where it's coming from. Where was the belief created? Where was the decision made that's keeping you stuck? Was it your parents or teachers or people from the church that told you something and you believed them as an authoritative figure that you still have a belief of as an adult that you've forgotten about that's holding you back. That could be in relation to money. You know, money doesn't grow on trees, parents say, or, or, oh, you can't have that. It's too expensive. You know, so now as an adult, you, well, money doesn't, my money doesn't grow on trees. We don't have enough money. Um, I can't have expensive things. It's, I can't afford that. So things that your parents say, um, innocently stick with you. And so that could be a sabotaging strategy. You hear stories of people, um, in successful businesses or winning the lottery. And then at the end of the day, there's no money. Why is that? They're sabotaging the money. They're getting rid of it as quickly as they can because they have that belief that it's bad, that they don't deserve it. Or, you know, they can't have expensive things or, you know, money causes arguing and fighting. You know, that was in my family. Um, so that was my belief that I carried with me that that was also a, a sabotaging strategy of not making money and not feeling worthy enough. Um, so what is that root? And working to overcome that on the domestic violence um, because I'm working with people in the addiction in the addiction realm um, I work with family members of addicts I help them to understand addiction understand the addict work through all of their internal emotions they have going on um, from fear to guilt to anger and frustration um, and then working with the recovered addict, somebody who's admitted they have a problem, they, they're seeking out that help and they want more, um, you know, instead of going back to that same environment, the same friends, the same family, the same behaviors, how can we work to, to change your environment so that you don't relapse. Say somebody uh, wants to get a hold of you. How do we get, what's an easy way to get a hold of you to help, you know, to get, to enlist your help? Um, the best way would be to visit my website. It's empoweringgrowthcoach.com. Um, there you can find my contact information to reach out to me. You can also find all my social media links to connect with me there as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Rachel. You've been delightful and educational. We appreciate all your assistance you give so many of us.
Thank you. And this is Janine Bullen with The Thriving Solopreneur. Keep your feet firmly on the ground while you keep reaching for those stars. And if you find that you're having difficulty reaching for those stars, don't hesitate to contact Rachel West. Thank you for listening to The Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. Be sure to visit us at janinebolin.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, the8gates.com, for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day, and see you next time.